Welcome back to the Loading Up Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Brother Zay, and today we have here with us Producer Jay. I, I am barely here. I am very hanging under the there, weather. Right? Yes, I am hanging in there. But yeah, yeah, no, it's been a rough weekend for me. Yeah, this this weekend has been rough for both of us, huh? Yeah, you were sick the other, yesterday, right? And then yeah. I was sick Saturday and Sunday and today, which is yeah. why we're, we're recording a day late. But it's yeah. been rough. <laughs> it's been rough, but it's okay. We're gonna get. We're gonna push right on, right through it for all our listeners. Thank you for watching. You know, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. It's free to do. It supports us here. Yes, yes. Please do that. All right. So we'll jump right into it because it's been like a week, maybe. Yeah. Two? Yeah. A last week. week I don't um, know. Last week. Yeah. Last week we didn't do an episode because you guys were doing the live stream. Yes. Which I was so like upset that i was able to that i was missing it because i saw the show afterwards and i was like yo this would have been so cool to do live it was we had a blast doing it live everybody was in the chat i think it was i think we had a a, like concurrent 15 viewers at the time which doesn't sound like a lot but you know we're 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 still starting starting. up yeah 15 viewers it was awesome (laughs) you know everybody was engaging in chat and we had a really good time yeah and i think that sort of elevated the show for us as well yeah you know? no i i wish i could have been here but yes. i'm glad you guys have fun i'm glad yes, somebody won missed. diablo i yes, should have popped so... in just in case i could try to win it under a different name <laughs> wow no, wow that's crazy <laughs> oh man so let, let's talk let's do a sort of a, a recap on Oh, uh, the showcase. What was your like? Your some of your best moments. Like, give us like one or two best moments. And what do you think you you didn't like so much of it? Because I I, I want to talk about it. Yeah. So I I I like I said I saw the show and I thought overall I would say it's like an eight point five out of ten. It was honestly Microsoft's Xbox's best show in years. Like I since I can remember. And one of the highlights, honestly, like was just right off the bat with Fable. Like that threw me like it threw me for a loop because I I was excited. Don't get me wrong. Like I knew it was teased in like the advertisements beforehand on social media. Yeah. But um, just seeing playground games and pop up and be like, oh, you know, it's coming and it's Fable. And just to see it in action and the fact that it was running in engine in game on a series gameplay. x people yeah, didn't was, even believe it yeah that's the crazy part that people were i mean I, I for one i was also a bit skeptical i was like okay this is probably like pre-rendered maybe it's using the engine but it's not actual gameplay no this was actual gameplay yeah and yeah people the, were saying the, the same about thing like when they were fighting and throwing the fireball uh-huh. and, and even when they were fighting when the giant when they were running away all that was gameplay and yeah the developers came out and said it yeah, no, and they were saying that that's one of the best compliments that they've ever had because the fact that you can fool people into thinking that uh, CGI or uh, gameplay was CGI is a feat in itself because not a lot of not a lot of engines, let alone like developers, can even achieve that. Um, even like Unreal Engine, I it's come close, it's come a long way. But yeah. even then, you could still tell, like, what's gameplay, what's, like, a CGI thing, whatever. But this one, uh, is this running on Unreal Engine? I'm pretty sure, right? I'm not, honestly, don't know what engine they use. I don't know if they're using the Forza Tech engine or not. Maybe. Um, um, either way, 
engine is a beast itself. You know, you can see what they do with their their Forza series itself. You know, the visuals over there are insane. So to to see it translated into the Fable world was absolutely amazing. Yes, and I, I'm I'm glad that at least based on this preview or this trailer, it seems like they're still keeping the humor of, um, course. of Fable that that Fable is known for, while also kind of like bringing it up to standards. Because I felt like with the original Fables, it was very cartoony. Like if it, it, it felt like it was like a Saturday morning cartoon that they turned into a video game. Yeah. Whereas with it this one, definitely feels a little more mature, right? Yes, it feels a lot more mature, but also keeping what made Fable great at heart, which is the kind of like whimsical nature of it. And yeah. that's one I really appreciate. But I definitely like this blew me away. I'm glad they opened with it because like you start off with a bang, you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you should have seen on stream when when we were watching, we were like. Is that Fable? Oh my God! It started yeah. with Fable. <laughs> yeah, it no, like it was thing. it was great. And of course, you got the detractors who are trying to downplay it and stuff like that, trying to find something to complain about because you know that's all they do. They try to pick and nitpick and all the stuff that they were complaining about the the actress for the 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 female oh, model yeah. that they showed. Even though, like, if you actually look at who the model is based off of, she's actually a very beautiful woman. And yeah, but this is this is this, supposed to be like, because I don't know if you've played Fable before, but like I played all of them. Yeah, yeah. So your your character changes their look as yeah, you, you do stuff in the game. Stuff, so yeah, so um, yeah, it, it's just it was just a great moment for me. And um, there was also there was a bunch of other stuff that I liked about like uh, some of the indie games um, really spoke to. There was one. Um, I think it still still wakes the deep or something like that. It's like a survival horror game on the on the on like oil rig or something like that. Oh, it's yes. made by the people who made Amnesia. Yes, yes. That looks very interesting. Um also, I mean, Avowed looked great. I mean, a lot, a lot of people seem to be not upset, but very like taken aback by how it looks. Yeah, they were confused, right? But they... I I don't I didn't see anything wrong with it. Like this is Obsidian who we're talking about. Like this, they, they have their style. Like if you played the Outer Worlds, that's what I was expecting. Like that type of look, but in more of a fantasy era. And that's yeah. what I got. So like I don't know what people were expecting. I feel like a lot of people tend to think, oh, it's Obsidian. So it, they're basically just like a, a Bethesda type. Like no, yeah. they do their own thing. Like that's just because they made New Vegas doesn't mean that they're going to just <laughs> copy whatever Bethesda does. Like, no, they have their own style. Like, And, and if you look at all the other games, they have um, Pentiment and they also have uh, Grounded. Those are, they have a unique style. So it's like, I don't know what people were expecting with this one, but it did look good. And I can't wait to hear more about that. Definitely. Um, there was also Hellblade, obviously. That's... I was a little bit disappointed that it's coming next year. I thought for sure this was going to be like December, at least December 2023. No, I, I'm actually glad it's coming next year because I'm going to be too busy with Starfield. <laughs> well, that's true. That's that's it. That's just the plain truth. And yeah. I feel like um, like I have enough with Starfield. I, I feel like I don't have enough right now because Starfield's not out. You know, me and uh, me and Brea were talking about it in the we're in the Xbox party chat, and we're talking about it like, 
I don't really want to play anything right now because I just want to play Starfield. Really? I mean, you got to play something. <laughs> I mean, we we ended up playing Diablo for like three hours, but that it's not like we really wanted to. We really wanted to play you wanted Starfield. To Starfield already. Yeah. yeah. I I I got the itch, man. I got yeah. the itch, and I it needed scratched. <laughs> yeah. So those are the things that I liked. Um, yeah. But there was one thing that I really didn't like, and I don't know if it was intentional or maybe it was just because of the whole format of the show, if it being the showcase and then the developer direct or Starfield direct. What's um, that? It didn't really have a one more thing type thing. You know, like I feel like Xbox kind of oh, awesome. got into a, 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 a certain format where at the end they announced, oh, here's the crazy new thing that we're just <laughs> going to tease you with. And that really didn't happen this time. Like they, it kind of did with the 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 new Xbox Series S with yeah, the yeah. the, the Series one, S with the terabyte, the one terabyte black model, which yeah. is cool. But like, if you already own an Xbox, like that really doesn't do anything for you unless you really want more storage for a Series S. And I guess you just trade it in, and I don't know, get get a, the new one. But other than that, like. So that's like a personal like yeah it was just a personal yeah, thing a personal like moment. but honestly the the starfield direct kind of made up for it in a oh, sense yeah. it was because, great yeah no that starfield was that was amazing like I, everything that i could have wanted to know about this game and even then they still said that there's stuff that they're they're holding back mm-hmm. because they want to reveal it uh closer to release um but basically like it gave you every single reason why this game is going to be huge. And Absolutely. I honestly don't, I like, I'm with you. I don't see myself playing anything else <laughs> after it releases, which is kind of, it sucks because I think uh, either like a week or two after the Phantom Liberty comes out for Cyberpunk, which is a whole overhaul of the game pretty much in addition to the DLC. So I was like, I was kind of looking forward to getting back into that because I kind of, I stopped. But people are saying, oh, wait for the DLC because it, like, changes everything and it's going to make things a lot more streamlined or whatever. But it's, like, it's coming out after Starfield. So it's, like, I'm not going to have time to play that. Like, I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, my time after September 1st, any game time I have is Starfield time. Don't hit me up for Call of Duty. Don't hit me up up for Rocket League. No Diablo. No Diablo. It is strictly Starfield. I'm going to be... In outer space, warp into different planets, and just just having so much fun. I just yeah. know this game is gonna be huge, and yeah. it's it's gonna be a huge time sink. I'm I'm as much as I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited for it. I'm also dreading it because I feel like I'm never gonna be able to play anything else, and my backlog is just gonna be crying, as it already is. Which yeah, I'm, I will I'm, say, I'm, I just <laughs> I just made progress. I finally beat Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Hey, congratulations. I know. I feel so proud. <laughs> but no, I finally finished it. But I was going to stop. I was going to be like, you know what? Let me just move on. Cause... But I looked at the achievements and I'm like, I could do these. So They're that's not what I'm... too hard. Yeah, They're not I too do. hard. I'm, yeah. I'm doing them now. I'm doing like the bounties right now. Cause I never oh, those, really paid oh that's a good one. You should you should definitely do all the bounties. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing them now. I just did yeah. like half of them. So... Um, yeah, the bounties are really fun. You'll see. It's yeah. really good. So, um, so yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'm just looking for, and a, a lot of people. I was listening to another podcast that they were talking about 
how um sometimes uh, starfield doesn't seem like their type because it's like a space thing or whatever and <laughs> a lot of there's not really a lot of rpgs set in space which is kind of odd but i started to they were talking and they were like if it's anything like mass effect then uh i i will be hooked and i i agreed because mass effect <laughs> I, I make no qualms about it it's my number one like video game franchise of all time and understandable <laughs> and if it can even i mean granted this is a different type of rpg because yeah bioware and bethesda do different types but i also like fallout fallout was great i love fallout 3 new vegas i i never beat four but i got really deep into it before i stopped um so imagine mixing like fallout with mass effect yeah like that seems like a recipe for like greatness and yes, i want great i want <laughs> yes i want that so badly and i can't wait for that to come out and yeah. i'm gonna uh do that uh premium edition pre-order thing for game pass oh yeah it's 31 bucks yeah 31 bucks why not yes that's <laughs> that's amazing you know no 70 dollars we already own game pass 31 bucks and we get all the we get the five day early access all yep. of, like the extra dlc stuff it's perfect yeah and I, I, I don't know if i showed you but i also brought the starfield controller Oh, you did? I did, and I have it. It's here. It looks amazing. It feels amazing. It has the grips, like the like the Elite controllers. Yes. Like the that back grip. Oh, it feels so good. But I, yeah. I turned it on, I updated it, and then I turned it right back off, and I placed it on top of my Series X, and I'm like, you're going to stay right there until the game comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I was thinking about getting that too, but I was just like, yeah, I don't need any more controllers. Like, I, I'm only if I get another controller, it has to be like super. Like, this one comes close, but it's just like I already got mad controllers. I don't need them anymore. You do go get it. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So, all right. So let me just. I'll jump into my uh, what I loved about the showcase mm -hmm. was obviously the fable as well. Being on stream really elevated the showcase for us because when we streamed it, we had that live audience with us, mm -hmm. you know, and we're watching it live with everybody and just seeing uh, Brother Matt's face along with my face. We're like, oh, my God, it's Fable. Yeah. But the, the next big thing was because I, I really enjoyed the whole showcase, um, except for the few, of course, like um, they did the flight simulator and the CFDs, you know, they did their live the updates, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really enjoy that for any showcase. They, 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 that was like the come down. Like you ever been to like yeah. a, a wrestling show? They they always yeah. have the the bring down the match. Like you know, to let like let the audience cool down a little bit. Let them catch their breath, and then you hit them with something great, like big. <laughs> so, yeah. the The other big thing for me was uh, Star Wars Outlaws. Yes. So, so I saw immediately. When I saw Lucas films, I was like, oh, Star I thought, Wars. I thought this was the Star Wars uh, Mandalorian game. You know what? I thought lie. so too. I thought so too. I was Me like, and yo. Brother Matt were like, is this the Mando game? Oh my God. But you know what? I I'm kind of glad we're getting away from the whole <sighs> Mando thing. I know I want a Mando game, but this Star Wars Outlaws takes place after three, before four. And it's sort of like in the power vacuum, the time where all, all these syndicates. It, I, I thought it takes place after two and before three no 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 it's after three before four so no, because they like... show they showed a, a, a clip of han still stuck in the 
carbonite or whatever it's called. Really? I yeah. didn't see that. I got to look at it again. I yeah. could have sworn it was in between before the Empire officially took over. You know, when there was a power vacuum and they had, you know... Um, Wait, not still three. Had... I'm talking about... Um, in the original trilogy is what I'm talking about. The, like um, four. And, um, uh, four and, you're talking about... Return so of the after Jedi. after Han, because I I get so confused with the episodes and the freaking names. I don't think it was Han in there. I don't. It's think... after it's after Empire Strikes Back. I know that. Well, let's. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check on it. But either way, like... I just love that they showed this at the at the Xbox showcase. Yes. I was like, I know it's not gonna be exclusive, and it's probably not gonna be on Game Pass. But still, this mm-hmm. is a big third party get for to show at a showcase. It was a huge moment because I'm a big Star Wars fan. So between uh, between Fable, Outlaw, and a and Avowed, it was a great showcase. Yeah. And then of course the Starfield Direct was absolutely amazing. And me and Bray were talking about it because Bray was on the fence about Starfield. She was like, ah, I don't know. And then the sh- we saw the showcase together, and it was like she immediately yep. was like, I'm pre-ordering. It. Let's get it right now. She was all about it, which yeah. was great because that really elevated a lot of people. Really showed people that it's going to be a good game, you know? Yeah, honestly, like, I think a lot of people underestimated how big Starfield was going to be. This is Bethesda's first new franchise in 25 years. Yeah. Like, a lot of people forget that they didn't start Fallout. They they took over Fallout. Fallout was already established before Bethesda took it over. So that's technically not theirs that they created. So when they say 25 years in the making... They meant like this is when what they wanted to do with uh, Elder Scrolls, but different in yeah. space, obviously. So this Definitely. is the first big game in so long for them that they, they can create. Like this is a new, brand new creation. Yeah, yeah. And then and, I guess my I guess my downside for the showcase, honestly, was Hellblade Two. Senua's really. Sabi. And I say that simply because I'm looking forward to the game, but we didn't get to see much of anything. I wanted to see some combat, honestly. I wanted to I wanted to see more in there instead of just more of the, the walking simulator t- sort of thing, you know? Yeah. I wanted more, and we didn't get that, and that was sort of my disappointment. Hellblade. On... Go ahead. No, it was just along with, like, you know, the games as a service updates and stuff. Like I was like, eh. And then Hellblade came around. I was excited. I was hoping it was gonna be some more combat showing, seeing what they did with the combat because we know they they revamped the combat from part two, but we still didn't get to see it. So for me, that was sort of like a disappointment. Still, yeah. overall, the showcase was, uh, I would say, an eight point seven. It was too close to a nine. I think if if they would have showed some some combat for uh hellblade for me it would have definitely been a nine right the starfield direct was was obviously a 10 out of 10. <laughs> i want to i want to uh mention because i just for, remembered what's uh, that two games that they showed off that i think kind of slipped under a lot of people's radar which um, was south of midnight oh yeah south of midnight by um that's by compulsion right um uh, I gotta, yeah but, it's by yeah. compulsion uh that art style looks amazing like that that the like the claymation type thing like mm-hmm. i'm really into that style and i i really dig it and mm-hmm. i hope they they can deliver on the gameplay cuz we just saw like a cinematic but it yeah, looks yeah. based on the looks it it looks amazing yeah um, the, it was definitely uh 
it definitely looked very interesting. Something so different from what we usually yes. see from them. And, and I and that's great. I love that. Yeah, not for nothing. It feels like Xbox tends to do that. Like they they tend to have those games. Like they had Ori, which was yes. that was be like that was way different from what we were getting at the time. It was like yeah. side scroller and very vibrant and all that stuff. Um they also gave us although it wasn't exclusive, it was timed exclusive um cuphead they they helped development with that and they allowed oh, yeah. they allowed it to uh be ported to other uh consoles and platforms later on but originally it was just on xbox and that was also very unique being like the old mickey mouse style of animation a as a game like that's i feel like xbox tends to try and get those games that are unique in the style that stand out from the rest and I'm, i appreciate that because i i do like that style i do like different uh looking games because they like i said they stand out and it makes it that more appealing um the other game though uh clockwork revolution that yeah. looks oh yeah insane that yes. gave me so much bioshock vibes yeah exactly that's what i thought when they came up i was like wait are we getting a new bioshock yeah, but and, you know what? That's a good thing because it was Bioshock is so good. Yeah, and I'm I'm surprised we haven't even heard about. I know they said they were making another one, but I I can't even remember when that was. It's been so long. Well, well, speaking of that particular sense that you just said, Matt Booty came out and said that okay. game development is going to take, uh, you know, anywhere between five to six mm -hmm. years now for these big AAA games. So people have to start understanding that it's not like we can do uh, a game in two years, like be, like during the 360 and the PS3 era. Yeah. It's, it's a, these big games are big budget. They take a lot of time, a lot of effort. And if people want good quality games from Xbox, they're going to have to wait a little bit longer. So basically just you know, be patient with them because all these teams that are under Xbox are working hard and they are, they're out there making games that, you know, are going to take some time. Yeah, and that's also why Microsoft is trying to bun like build up their portfolio because these games are going to take long to make, so they need to have enough of them where they can have enough output to satiate the fans. That's why they're getting they're attempting to get Activision because that can help them fill those gaps where there might be not be enough games to release because they're all in development. So like six, seven yeah. years is becoming the standard. Every game is you can't just hold on to every game for six years. Like you mm -hmm. gotta stagger them out. Um, yeah. So uh, going back uh, to Hellblade, um, I feel like with Hellblade in particular, that uh, suffers from being shown off too much. Like we've um, seen it, we saw it as the Series X was announced. Yes. We saw it uh, again at the Game Awards, like the following year, I think. Then we saw it again at um, last year's uh, E3 or Xbox conference or whatever. Then we saw it again this year. I feel like we're seeing it way too much. And the fact that all this time we went without a release date is kind of like, okay, let's get to it. All right. Like, that's why a lot of people were assuming that it was going to come out later this year because it was one of the first, like, first party games that Xbox announced with the Series X. So yeah. you would think that would that would be the first even before wait uh yeah even before Halo it got announced before Halo it got announced before anything that that has released 
so far from the Xbox side. Uh, so you would think that eventually it would come out soon, and we don't even know when in 2024 is going to come out. It just said 2024. It could be fall 2024 for all we know. Yeah. That that's that. I think that's the more disappointing part about Hellblade. Not to say that it's going to be a bad game because more time doesn't hurt anything. Right. Clearly, as we've seen with Starfield, it was going to release last year, and yeah. it it looked okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say it looked bad, but. It looks so much better now. Like there was like a screenshot comparing one yes. of the towns from the last time it was showed to now, and it's like like completely different. It's so more vibrant. It has more people in it, more like stuff to do or or stuff in it that makes it feel more like a town than just like a barren wasteland. Um, but yeah, so I'm ex- I'm still excited yeah. for Hellblade. I just want to to see more uh not to see more of it but to see it in action because i feel like what we've seen has kind of been like bits and pieces of an overall story and of what the game is going to be definitely but overall the the showcase was great and i wish i could have been there to see you live <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we missed you we missed you on on the xbox showcase but that's okay because hopefully in the future we'll do some more uh live shows absolutely else. And some more streams in general um, as we uh, expand the endeavor here at Loading Up. Yeah. So we're going to, we'll jump, we'll jump into some news. Yes. Okay. Because we got some news. That was just our recaps. Um, So it's been, it's been a rough time for the people at Embracer Group. Yes. Um, Apparently, you know, they, they ran into a lot of, we, we came up to, Remember, I think it was the last podcast we were talking about Embracer, how they were in trouble with the stocks and the that deal that they did. And, mm-hmm. um, and now it seems like they they, they want to sell off as much as possible, but it's definitely going to be at a loss. It's just a lot of stuff going on with Embracer Group. Yeah, it sucks that they like they seem to be the ones who are kind of like, kind of like picking up the pieces that a lot of other publishers left behind like they were they were buying up different ips they bought up like saints row a lot of the thq ips yeah um they recently bought tomb raider and and uh hitman Mm -hmm. um so it was it was they seemed like the ones who were trying to take over the leftovers pretty much and the part the problem with that is that it costs money obviously and I I think they were I mentioned it last time they were banking on this deal to yeah. go through to kind of support whatever they were trying to do going forward, but obviously the deal fell through. So now they're left scrambling trying to figure out oh how we're gonna do this. They're talking about selling off stuff. Um, it it sucks because it's never good to have these these <laughs> studios in limbo because I Embracer is pretty big. Um, yeah. So having all these studios and all this IP up in limbo, up for grabs, pretty much, uh, is 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 worrying because you never know who's gonna take it. And um, I think if they're smart, they'll leverage the IPs that they because they also own Lord of the Rings. That's another thing that people forget. They bought the license to Lord of the Rings, so hopefully they'll kind of lean on that instead. Um, because I think. The, did that show ever come out yet or no? Did it? The Which Lord one? Of the Rings show? Amazon one? Yeah, I did. Okay, so 
they'll probably focus on that and have um that become more of like a money maker for them <laughs> they'll probably uh maybe not commission but like push studios to make more movies of the lord of the rings and stuff like that but also take the ips that they do have and turn them into movies like i know tomb raider's already been a movie uh actually twice um why not try again like i feel like there's other ways to make money but they have to be careful because they don't you don't want to have too much out there to the point where it dilutes everything and you don't want to just put shit out just to get it out and make money because then that's where the problems come and that's when it, it starts feeling like a cash grab and you don't want that because it's very clear there's been plenty of examples of cash grabs um that fail because you can tell the studio is just trying to make money so yeah. they're just they're just in a really tight spot hopefully they can they well, can power through well they're they're closing they're they're re they're calling it a restructuring program well, they're definitely going to be closing some studios and canceling some uh gaming projects so mm-hmm. we'll we'll learn more in the coming weeks of what they'll what they're going to actually do and what studios get closed down but it really sucks because it's like i think it's like 17,000 people are under embracer and that's 17,000 people not knowing if they're going to have a job yeah you know that's right. a that's a big uh that's a big deal for developers for people you know these big companies got to stop playing with people's lives and start, you know, it's not just about a profit anymore. You're playing with people's lives ultimately, you know? Yeah. And I know, like, I'm not trying to say like, all certain people are more valuable than others. It's like every, like you said, all the, all the, the, the developers and the studios, like they should know, like if they are able to still have a job or not. Um, But (laughs) this is a very good opportunity for other publishers like Xbox to take back or not take back, but take some of the developers away from them, the studios. Mm, I see. Uh, namely Crystal Dynamics, because I feel like that I feel like they were ripe for the picking, but because of the whole Activision stuff, they kind of had to hold off on it. But as we'll talk about in a little bit, that may be coming to an end good very or not. soon yeah. very soon like within the next week as, yeah, as the we're next talking co- next two weeks if i think yeah so oh, wow um, it's 19th maybe the next week you're right <laughs> that's what i'm saying With, by this time next week we might know the fate of the activision deal but yeah, i feel like into it. it could be like an opportunity for these studios to kind of move over because there are some good and talented <laughs> studios there that deserve to live on under another umbrella yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. We're gonna no, you're good. We're gonna we'll see more from from both Embracer and from ABK. Yes. You know, we'll get we'll we'll get into the ABK stuff. Right now, we're gonna just get into some deals that uh, Microsoft has uh, got into with uh, a Polish game studios. Um, people can fly. Uh, so in, in a regulatory release, the Polish game a studio uh, said codename Project Maverick will be a fully funded, fully funded mm-hmm. by IP owner Microsoft will have a 30 to 50 million dollar budget. So, you know, people can fly. They did uh, Gears of War, D- Judgment, Bulletstorm, and most recently Outriders, which was had some more news on to it, added on. Um, 
So we know that they can develop good games because Gears of War Judgment and Bulletstorm, there were there were good games. They weren't great games, but they were good games. Outriders was good, but it it uh had some performance issues and and sort of lack of end game content, but it's still a good game. Um, yeah, I mean, I played Judgment, and it's very much the the lower end of the Gears of War games. Yeah, definitely. But it's still a a pretty decent game. They also made um, Bulletstorm, right? Yes, yeah, Bulletstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made Bulletstorm. That was a great game. That yeah, one I enjoyed game. very much. Yeah, I mean, being at the top, being the bottom of a, a Gears game is still good because Gears, the Gear series, is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, either way, we'll we'll hear. I hope to hear more of Project Maverick and you know what they're gonna do. This is just early announcements yeah we're probably not gonna hear not hear from from, if it's 30 to 50 million it's probably gonna be like a a double a game so maybe we'll hear something uh and like like two two years from now yeah two years from now we'll hear something from it but um it's good to see that uh they're actually doing the deal with people can fly solely because outriders you know outriders is on game pass they did a third party deal with with uh square enix to get Outriders on Game Pass day one. Now, the whole thing with um, Square Enix and Microsoft is that the deal was done with, between the publishers. So Square Enix took all the money and gave People Can Fly damn near nothing. So they still haven't made a profit off Outriders. And everybody's like, oh, that's because of Game Pass. You know, I've been seeing a lot of stuff online where are saying, oh, Game Pass, that's the Game Pass effect. But no, that's, you know, the, the publisher not giving the developer what's owed to them because they set some sort of standard, you know? Right. So that's on Square Enix, not on a Game Pass or Microsoft. You know, they made the deal and they got screwed over by by Square Enix. And for yeah. me, that's just more, more reason to stop buying square enix games <laughs> yeah square enix keeps dropping the ball and it's very clear that they don't give a shit they're just doing what they do to get money as much money as possible that's yeah. why they sold off their their western um studios that's why they're focusing it seems like they're only focusing on um the like final fantasy and i guess now foam stars um, oh god and just basically like just the the money making tactics is what they're focusing on because they even then they said they were they were gonna start implementing their uh, NFTs into games and stuff like that so it's like they they're very very clear that they don't give a shit about the actual like quality of their work anymore they just want to make money that's yeah. it yeah yeah definitely <laughs> it so, sucks because like these developers are suck are uh, suffering because of it. It does. I mean, how can you make a game as decent and good as Outriders was and just not make any money on it? That was crazy. Yeah, no, that that still boggles my mind. That it's it, how long it's been? It's been like two years, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Two crazy. Years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do? So we get some Starfield news, but this Starfield news is not good news. <laughs> Yeah, the only bad thing about yeah, the, <laughs> I guess the only bad thing, right? And it has nothing to do with the game, the gameplay itself, or anything like that. It has to do with the localization 
uh, falling short. Um, and it's not about frame rate like everybody's talking about. Everybody's talking about the 30 frames that it, that Ty Howard said it was going to be. No, it's about localization and having uh, more languages added onto um, the game itself. And this came about because in South Korea, there was a, a one-man protest, but protest nonetheless, where uh, they were outside of the, their their office building protesting uh, the game simply because it wasn't going to be localized in South Korea. And they were upset, rightfully so, because, yeah. you know, it should be, it should, we should be focusing on getting it out to as many people as possible. And if your your main language is not going to be on the game, how is how are you going to enjoy the game? You know. Yeah, it, it's it's a an issue that's been plaguing Microsoft for a long time. A lot of their games are not localized for different markets that should be localized that they should be localized for. Yeah, uh, I know Korea is one of them. There's there's some Middle Eastern com uh, countries that yes, um, definitely don't get them. Uh, it, it's it should be something that they should focus on because they are the ones who are trying to reach the widest audience possible. Yeah, with they, their expansion to PC and and, and um through Game Pass and X Cloud or whatever. Um, exactly. And now a, with the, Xbox is aiming to have two billion gamers, you can't do that if your localization is not up to par. Exactly. So you they should be looking into this and if it's not there at launch at least say that it's going to be there eventually even if it's not like i get especially in starfield's uh case this is a huge game with like thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in uh dialogue so it's like it's it's i it's hard to to translate all of that but you don't have to do audio you can literally just do subtitles that's it. That's the bare minimum that you can do. And that's pretty much what these uh, countries are asking for. They're not asking for like dubs for these games. Like they just want to be able to experience the game in their native language, whether it be through subtitles or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I, I think it's something that that hopefully they'll look into soon. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even imagine if, you know, my only like my only language is english right now so i could have imagined if a game that i wanted wasn't in english at all you know i, I would be heartbroken like if starfield wasn't in, in english i'd be heartbroken so i understand for people who were in those markets where they didn't get the localization it's it sucks it really does especially for a game as big as starfield yes there will be challenges to try and get that localization done but if you want a, a sort of generational game like they're making, you're going to have to have it be localized to a lot more markets than your standard, you know, standard markets that you do. Right. So, I mean, we'll see because I think they did address it. They um, did. But Phil it was Spencer, like very Phil brief, Spencer briefly. definitely addressed it. So, we'll see what happens because this is a big game and... If Dude. any, if they're gonna do it for any game, it should be this one. Definitely, def absolutely, definitely, it should definitely be over for Starfield, um, because like, like I said, generational game. All right, we're gonna go we'll jump right into some sad news. Some sad news here. Um, so the real life dog behind the Red Dead Redemption 2's Kane has died. The 
Einstein, the dog who provided the motion capture performance for Red Dead Redemption 2's Pooch Kane has passed away. Uh, and this is according to the, the dog's owner. Um, so Red Dead was released in 2018. And of course, your main camp had a dog named Kane. And they actually got a dog, a real dog, to mocap all the scenes with uh, other people. So that it could feel more real. And it's just sad to learn that um, after so many years, the dog Einstein, who did the mocap, died. Yeah, that's one of the sad parts about, like, game development. And that's also why, like, these games <laughs> taking so long to make. Like, you don't realize, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff like this. Like, when they do, like, have dogs. I think the dog that uh did mocap for dog meat in Fallout 4, that dog also passed away recently. Yes. Maybe, like, within the last two years. But it's, like, yes. it's always sad because, like, these, these dogs don't live that long. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean... It is sad, but his sort of, uh, his sense of self, the dog's sense of self will ever be immortalized in such a great That's game true. as That's Red Dead Redemption. You know, his, his legacy is cemented. People yes. didn't know his name be probably before today or even, you know, the week, this week then when he passed. But now people know that Einstein was in Red Dead and, and although he was a small part of such a big and fantastic game, it will forever be immortalized. Yes, that's that's the the silver lining in all this. Yeah, definitely. And I and you know you know we're coming up on our our last article, and this is always the 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 content <laughs> that keeps on giving with the FTC and the ABK. It might be running up soon. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my God, could you imagine? No I can't, FTC I can't, in my Blizzard action. Oh my God, I can't think about a future without ABK news. <laughs> We need it, right? It's sort of like a <laughs> a little ending cherry on the top, right? Yeah. So, so this past week, the FTC asked for a preliminary injunction, and a judge temporarily blocked the Microsoft from buying um, Activision Blizzard. From now, closing, yeah. Yeah, from closing everything off. So this is still sort of pre, uh, you know, they still have to go to court and everything. They have to file for their case. Yeah. Um, I don't think FTC has ever won one of these that uh, a temporary restraining order on such a big deal. Um, no, they they have a very bad track record when it comes to succeeding in these things. Yeah, um, and they have a, literally no case. Yeah, um, they have no evidence, and no. I They're... don't think this is gonna work for them the way they want. No, they're doing this off okay. of principle. So, like, when this whole thing happened, um, this was, like, right after the meetings from the that, that Microsoft had with the CMA. Yes. Um, it was, like, last week, I think. And, yes, it was. And uh, news came out. And this was it wasn't, like, official news or anything. Like, it was more like no, rumors. No, it was sort of like a leak and rumors, yeah. Yeah, that Microsoft was looking into ways to close over the CMA's block. Yep. And... I guess the the FTC caught wind of this and realized that this is a possibility and they kind of so basically what I'm granted I'm not an expert in this I basically I just follow the certain people you follow on the experts yeah yeah I follow the experts pretty much yeah so I listen to what they say not, and not just one I take multiple so that way it's like a little bit more clear yeah um so normally 
what the FTC would have done is they would have waited because the, the termination date for this deal is July 18th. And because the TRO the or the, yeah, the, the TRO lasts, I think like two weeks. Um, so what they would have done is they would have waited out until the mid or the beginning of July, maybe like July 4th or whatever. They would have asked for the TR or they would have filed the preliminary injunction there and then they would have gotten the temporary restraining order for it. That would have essentially killed the deal because well it would have went over that time. In in their mind, it would have killed the deal because yeah. there's no guarantee that Activision and Microsoft are willing to sign an extension. That could be more like tactical because in the beginning they said they're willing to fight for the deal. But mm -hmm. now as we're getting close to it, Microsoft's kind of like sing, singing a different tune and saying that, oh, it'll kill the deal because uh, we'll have to sign an extension and this and that. They don't have to. They don't they don't know if they'll do it because they essentially would have to go through the whole process over again. Yeah. And ask the, the shareholders to vote if they want to extend. And that could take a few days to a week and it, it'll just derail everything. And that's. Microsoft doesn't want that, but uh, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they could have gotten the extension, but we don't know. It's one of those things that we, we, we just have to wait and see on that. But I think Microsoft is just trying to avoid any delays because they really want this deal to go through as quick as possible. So once they found out that they can close over the CMA's block, the FTC found out about this. And it was like, oh, shit, we got to do something because we can't wait any longer. Because if they found out a way to close over the block, we're screwed because they can close over us as well. Yeah. <laughs> so the the FTC got, they filed the, the preliminary injunction and they got the TRO. So now, basically, they're accelerating everything. Yes. What would have in taken favor, in favor of Microsoft in favor of Microsoft because Microsoft did want they got what they wanted too. because normally these processes take months to a year before anything is like settled. They're doing this in like weeks, weeks. Yeah. So. Uh, so now uh, Microsoft has the basically the opportunity to shut this down if they can get this <laughs> preliminary injunction blocked or thrown out, then they essentially have clear and what is the term? Clear clearance, I guess, um, to close the deal. And yeah. that's exactly what they wanted. So they, Microsoft was trying to get this deal closed. FTC is now trying to block. If they get this preliminary injunction thrown out, which I feel like they will, because the same, uh, the same judge that throughout the other other preliminary injunction from the gamer, the gamer lawsuit, lawsuit, yeah, the gamer lawsuit is now heading this one as well. So mm -hmm. they know the facts already. They're very familiar with this case. So that is uh, a point in Microsoft's favor because now they can basically say, you know what what's going on. You know the arguments that are the FTC is trying to bring. You know the arguments that every other regulator has mm -hmm. already thrown out. So it's like they, they basically just have to be like, look, you see what we're trying to do. You see what they're trying to do. Come on. And that's that's pretty much the gist of it. So the they scheduled a hearing, I think, this Thursday. 
and it can go into Friday and into uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, no, so no, the first one is on the, the I guess the preliminary stuff is on Thursday. Then the actual hearing is on Friday. And okay. it could it could extend to Monday and Tuesday as well. So it's like five days in total. But it could be all decided on Friday. So it's well, like I thought the I thought the court the court said uh the hearing on June twenty second. That was um that's for the, the administrative uh block. Oh, okay. That was okay. the original one that the FTC did. I um, see. It's not the federal one. The federal one is the one that's coming up right now. <laughs> but the thing is, it really doesn't matter what that administrative hearing is because the federal one is what matters. If the federal one uh, favors Microsoft, then it really does. I guess I, I don't know if it still goes through the other one because, like I said before, the FTC cannot block uh, this deal. They can only ask the federal government to block it. But yeah. if the federal government's already favoring Microsoft, then the FTC can't do anything. So I guess that other court date just goes away. Pretty yeah. much. Um, I mean, I, I I honestly think that this is some sort of uh, back-end leak employee from Satya Nadella and Brad Smith at Microsoft. They, they did these meetings with the CMAs, and they sort of let it slip. Hey, we're going to close over you guys. And, of course, we all know that the CMAs and FTCs have been colluding it's been proven allegedly, that they've been allegedly. Uh, I believe I'm gonna say it. They've been colluding. Uh, we know that they've been colluding. So it got back to the FTC. So that they 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 reacted. The FTC filed for their uh, preliminary injunction, and they reacted. They took the bait. And now the ball is all in Microsoft's court because they have all the facts ready. They're ready with all their lawyers to sit down in front of any judge. And say this is the facts. These are all the facts that was put forth by all these regulators across the whole globe. And I feel like this is going to be a big win for Microsoft. I think they just pulled one over both on the CMAs and the FTC. And I think this deal will be closed sooner rather than later. Yeah, I I think a lot of the a lot of people don't. So what this means in terms of like the CMA, so. The CMA, even though they published their final report, that doesn't mean that they're not able to change it. They can still change it and amend it and even add remedies to it or whatever to, to yeah. satisfy both parties or whatever. Um, if, which, I mean, it's it's I want to say it's like 80% a lock that Microsoft is going to win over the FTC this week. If they're able to get this preliminary injunction thrown out then the cma pretty much is the only outlier in this case now and like, i feel be, like they'll close over them even i i don't think it'll come to that honestly i think what will happen is that the cma will see this as a huge loss and be like okay you know what we, we'll they probably the thought yeah they probably thought they had a case if the if the ftc was still backing with them and if this, if the FTC is out, then they're pretty much alone. I know I know there's still New Zealand and there's another one that still hasn't given clearance yet, but they're not really that important. No. So um 
yeah, pretty much the CMA will be the lone wolf in this case. And I don't think they want that kind of attention because then it then it really looks bad on them for, for other businesses to want to do business in the UK. So I think once this is done with the FTC, the CMA will be like, all right, fine. And then they'll they'll concede. They'll do whatever remedies, probably the same remedies as the the EU, and it'll be done. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because uh, this this weekend, this past week, um, the CMAs allowed Amazon to just completely gobble up uh, the Roomba robot maker. Oh yeah, um, iRobot. Yeah, and they they were like, everyone's talking about like, well, you let a Another trillion dollar company just buy whatever they want. Oh, but you will stop Microsoft from from getting Activision, and they were trying to you know make a clear judgment to show that there's definitely a big bias within the CMA. Yeah, it, and, it's it's crazy about that one too because like they bought the number one uh company in that market. <laughs> there's more uh like vacuum self cleaners or whatever than just the Roomba or whatever. Yeah. But Amazon bought the the biggest one and they said that was fine. Like is yeah. that not hurting competition? Like I feel like that's a clear violation of that. And it just seems like they 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 let it through to try and be like, "Oh, look, you see we do do this type of stuff. Like we we're, we're not that bad." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're, no, they're not bad. You know, we we allow this to go through. Exactly. You know, but that it doesn't make sense for them. You know, it it makes more sense to allow them to go through with remedy, just like the EU did. You know, but mm-hmm. there was also rumors that the CAT tribunal can actually oversee. You know, overstep the CMAs mm-hmm. in general, and yes, that's and pass it. That's another aspect too, because they the the way the CAT tribunal could step in is if the if Microsoft can prove that the CMA has been acting irrational. That's the main one. There's other uh, reasons that they could do it too, but that's the main one: is that the CMA is acting irrational. If the FTC is out and the the federal government de- deems the FTC wrong and throws out their preliminary injunction, then. The CMA does seem like they're being irrational because they're the only ones now who have blocked the deal. So that's that's a very clear and cut case. So yeah. I, like I said, I don't even think it'll come to that. I don't think the cat needs to step in because I think the CMA will just reverse its decision. It, it'll be a, a very unprecedented move because this hasn't happened before or it has happened, but not recently enough to be like, oh, OK, it could happen. I think I not did. on the scale of this. Yeah, not size. on the scale. Yeah, the the CMA has only been around for like ten years. Yeah. So it there's a lot of stuff that could happen that hasn't happened before. So it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think Definitely. they'll just they'll just change course and allow the deal. Yeah, and then and then on the FTC side, you know, you had uh, actual senators come out and in support of Microsoft, saying that why are we fighting two American companies from merging? While Japanese companies just run rampant buying everything across the globe with no nobody stopping them or questioning them, so it's it just like. While I agree what with the like the senators like speaking out like that, you know it's just lobbying. Like it's oh, very definitely. clear that Microsoft paid them. Like I can't even like. Oh yeah, all even, these like, companies got somebody on, under yeah, their yeah. So I, under their thumb. 
I, I don't really take those words from the, the senators uh, with any merit because they're just they're just saying whatever fills their pockets. But but it's still it true. Does, it is it's true. Like I, true. Yeah, I do agree with the words themselves. I just don't agree with who's saying it. But yeah, I mean, it still rings true, though. You know, the source material is probably getting some cash under the table for sure. Yeah. But, but what he's saying is true. You know, these two American companies want to merge. And it, they, even Microsoft it came out and said, Activision will completely run itself the same way it's being run right yeah, now. But and, it's just, and it'll be like what Bethesda is. Like, Bethesda is completely separate. The only thing is that they, they focus on cross-promotion. Bethesda advertises Xbox. Xbox advertises Bethesda. And yeah. obviously, those game, some of those games are exclusive going forward. Um, yeah. But yeah. it'll be the same for Activision. Like Activision no, yeah. will still operate independently, but they'll promote Xbox as their platform because they're owned by Microsoft. Yes. Same thing with Bungie. Bungie is owned by Sony, but they <laughs> they do cross promotion, but they can still do whatever they want because they're independent. Exactly. They, uh, they pro- cross promote with PlayStation, but that's it. Exactly. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. This next, uh, I guess, this next week. Yeah, we'll, we honestly we'll get some more some more information. Our next episode could be us talking about the decision. Oh, that sounds could so be. good right now. <laughs> could be. We'll we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll, we'll just wait and see on what you know transpires in in these courtrooms. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> and that's it. That's all we got. That's, that's all, all we got. That's all the news. That's it for us. Um. So yeah, just uh, follow us on our socials, like and subscribe, and tune in to our live streams, which I'm going to be doing a lot more over the summer because I'll have a lot more free time, and I'll be able to play more games and beat Yay. more games. More games. More games. More live streams. And yeah, so stay tuned, and we'll catch you later. Peace out. Peace.